Welcome, everyone, to the Super Size Phys Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Carney, and I teach in Fort Myers, Florida, kindergarten through fifth grade, PE. So today, I want to spend time on uh, part two of my Chukball Sport Ed unit. And as a reminder, if you'd like to check out the episode entitled Chukball Sport Ed, uh, way back in the day, um, that definitely gives you the big picture. I'm trying to break this down into smaller chunks so we can go a little slower on this. So again, this is part two. I suggest if you haven't listened to part one, please listen to part one about why Chukball and why Sport Ed. So part two is about getting organized. So here we go. All right, so first things first, we need to make teams. And as I talked about in the first uh, podcast session on this, what I try to do is break the teams up into, or the classes up into four teams. Now you don't have to, and I really think one year I did uh, three teams per class, and so they just kind of did a round robin thing where two teams were on, one team was doing the jobs, and that worked out fine, except I think there were about eight or nine on a team, and that was just too many. So I made it four teams, and it's, it's much more manageable. The kids get the ball more when there's less people, obviously. So it's more like six on a team is the average this year. And, yeah, there's a couple teams with five, a couple teams with seven. It just depends. But for the most part, six. And there's always kids that are absent or things going on. So we try to balance the teams where, in, and I'll get to this when we get into the season part of it, but when they play each other and one team has two kids absent, they might have to get some subs, things like that. So it works out fine, though. Okay, so the teams, the, what I use is Team Shake. Now, there are, are other apps out there. Teammates is one. Um, there's another one out there. I guess I'll have to take a look. But there are some apps out there that you can use. We even, um, a couple of years, just used a program on the computer, and it just randomly generated teams just by importing the students. And so... Team Shake's a great one, though. It's pretty simple. Import the names, hit the shake button. And you can make it, and I, what I like to do is make sure that boys and girls are evenly split on teams, and it's pretty balanced on strength as far as, you know, the star athletes. I, I like to, I don't like to call them, but they, they are. And so I try to balance as best I can. I, I have to look at personalities. This year, I actually even went to, to the fifth grade teachers, and I said, hey, can you take a look at this real fast? Just because sometimes I don't know in class if kids aren't getting along or if they really get along, maybe they should be together or should not be together, things like that. And so the the teachers took a look at them and approved, which is great. That's always good to get the, the buy-in from the teachers. And so after the teams are formed, and they're, the kids are pretty excited about it. They know that over Christmas break that Coach Carney is coming up with the teams, and they're excited about it. So when they get back from Christmas break, I tell them who their teams are. And I put them in their teams one through four. I'll say it's, you know, coach or teacher, whatever. Teacher X's team, number one, this is the group, then two, then three, then four. And what they need to do on the first day or two, as a matter of fact, the first day, but if they don't finish, that's all right. They do a walk and talk around the, uh, the track, the bus ramp, and they decide on a team name and a captain. Those are the two main ones I tell them they have to come up with. And there's some other things as well, like a team song or team colors, team mascot, uh, team cheer. And they don't have to come up with these day one, but they have to come up with a captain and a team name. 
And I tell them for captains, this is not a rock, paper, scissors situation. This is, they need to talk about who would do a really good job um, just leading the team, making sure everybody's doing their jobs, not yelling at people, but just making sure everything's kind of going smoothly, getting everybody together, you know, that kind of thing. And so they usually do a pretty good job. Now, there have been times when students have picked captains, and I'm like, oh, boy, this is, it's, you know, one of the kids that is constantly having conflict with, with other people or, you know, just not following directions. And I tell them, okay, um, if you all agree on that, that's fine. Let's, let's work it out. Let's try it. And if it doesn't work, um, I usually tell them they need to come up with another captain. And then sometimes I even, and for the most part, I tell them they have to come up with a co-captain. And that helps out because then it kind of balances out the, uh, I guess, the power of the team. And so that's been working out pretty well, uh, co-captain. And again, a co-captain can also have another job. It can be co-captain and referee or co-captain and, uh, you know, uh, point uh, or scorekeeper so things like that is fine and that's up to you um, so they have to come up with a poster then they have to, after the walk and talk they start working on their posters and I give them some just some simple paper um, usually a pretty big piece of paper and they, they have to draw um, just to make a nice poster and I tell them it's not an art contest but they do have to put some uh, you know effort into it and I will uh, maybe I could put some pictures on there and the students really do amaze me at how great these posters are. So I tell them those posters are the beginning of their points. And in my tournament, we do a thing called WASP. Now, you don't have to use this. You don't have to use any points. I do suggest you use points, though, because if you don't, it's just based on who's the best athletes. And it's just, I did that year one, and that's one of my... Uh, when I do, I'm going to do a lessons learned, I think, podcast at the end of this. And that's one of the lessons I learned. If you just say, okay, go ahead and play, and then the teams keep winning, start knocking teams out, and then you're going to get your star athletes in the finals, which you might anyway, but this balances it out a lot. So WASP stands for, the W is wins or ties. If you win or tie, you get a point. A is for attitude, S is for sportsmanship, and P is for for participation. So, and participation means everybody gets the ball. Everybody get, is involved. Sportsmanship, they have to shake hands with each other. They said good game. They're not yelling at the refs. They're just playing the game and having fun and, you know, no conflict. Attitude, it kind of goes along with that. Um, I have had, you know, just kids that are, you know, yelling at the scorekeepers, the refs or, or whatever. And so, you know, I tell the students, you can get three points and lose. And that's still good. And if you, again, if you tie or you win, you can get that point. But if you win, but your team's arguing with each other or, you know, only the star athletes are getting the ball, then you're not going to get your full four points. And that's very important. Every point really counts. And we'll get to that later on as we talk about the preseason and the season. Okay, next are the jobs. And that's covered in part one, but they need to decide as a team. You know, we talked about referees and scorekeepers and timekeepers and media and equipment managers and captains and co-captains and they have to work together on that and that's not not easy sometimes and there there are some students that even this year you know one boy didn't get to be captain so he was really upset and you know we talked to him and said you know it's just not always going to work out the way it doesn't mean you're not a good student it doesn't mean the kids don't like you it just you know that's just what just the way it goes sometimes and if you do a good job we will make sure we recognize you and if even if your team doesn't make the final game, and I tell all the kids this, really, 
you know, if you're doing a good job, you still might have a really, you know, cool thing, a cool job in the final game. You know, it's it's hard sometimes because kids, some kids are like, I don't get along with that kid. I don't get along with him or her. And I just tell them they need to try. Okay, if we at the if we have to, we will switch, you know, kids to different teams. We don't want to do that. We want students to learn how to work together. And we want them to show that they can show good teamwork. And I've had students say, well, I can't work with that group because this person. I can't work with this group because this person. And I don't. I tell them as a group. I say, you know what? If you can't work with any of those, these teams, it's, it's on you. You need to try your hardest. It's not, you, you can't tell me every other kid in the whole school is, you know, if you can't get along with everybody, then it's not everybody. It's, it's you. And you need to work on that and, and really try to get along with people and just do your best. And that's all I ever ask. Okay, next, we start the preseason. And that will be in the next episode of how we run the preseason after that. But basically, this is just getting things organized, getting the teams together, getting their jobs going, and making them understand that, um, <laughs> this is the hardest part, when they're, in the beginning especially, I'll have kids, uh, I'll say teams one and two are playing right now, teams three and four are doing their jobs. Sometimes there are students that think, well, I'm a referee, so I can't, play and I'm like no your team is playing if you're playing you're playing if you're not playing that's when you do your jobs and we'll get into that in the preseason next episode but now it's time for your cowbell tip of the day all right everybody so your tip of the day is decide on a game grade or grades to play this and when you will do this if you're really serious about doing this it doesn't have to be chukball. It doesn't have to be fifth grade. It could be fourth and fifth grade, or I would say third at the youngest. Um, if you listen to this and you're a middle school, high school, this is definitely for you. Uh, I think the kids will really go for it. I've never taught middle school or high school, but especially middle school, I really think they they would get into the jobs and just get into the game. I I would love to see uh, like an eighth grade or seventh grade uh, run through this. So this is my fifth grade that I do this with, but. Again, you can modify it. You can pick hockey or soccer or something else. Again, I've chosen Chukball, and I told you why in the first episode. Um, so if you're really serious about this, start thinking of the game you want to do it with, the grade, and when. Again, I usually do this after Christmas break until, uh, I guess it depends on when Easter is, but somewhere in the, the spring, a few months. So check out my links that I will put in the show notes. And that is your cowbell tip of the day. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We will go into part three next time. As always, check out Supersize Phys Ed for free stuff, free content, my free ebook. And as a reminder, my webinar is coming up soon. It is the 10th, I believe. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. Something like that. I'll, I'll find it. I believe fe February 10th is a Sunday at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And then after that, if you'd like to go even deeper on this, I will go step-by-step -step in a live boot camp webinar type style thing. And that will be the weekend or the week after. It'll be February 22nd. So stay tuned for all that stuff. But keep tuning in. Let's keep going. Let's keep pushing our profession forward. You guys are awesome. Take care. Here we go.